Welcome to the People Impact Podcast, because your impact on people matters. We are two visionary coaches exploring ideas about improving the way people lead and work together, bringing you topics that truly have an impact on people in your organization today. This is for you if you're interested in expanding your perspective on people and on yourself as a human being. For all of you out there who are open to new views, visions, and dreams. Featuring Marjolein Fluff. Hello, hi Lisa. <laughs> hi, and myself, Lisa Dempsey. <laughs> and we are at the start of a brand new season. Yeah. Yay! So welcome to season eight of the podcast. It's an exciting milestone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that we would have come this far? <laughs> Time flies. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. But today we have a really interesting topic that we want to dive mm -hmm. into, don't we? That I, I think, Marlene, both you and I are really familiar with this topic. We both mm -hmm. have some personal experience in this, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. And seen it in other people. And it shows up a lot in, in our coaching sessions as well. Um so that's why we figured let's let's dive into this today and let's start the new season uh, talking about people pleasing. Yeah, something that I think is so common. I think people pleasing is probably one of the most common problematic behaviors that mm -hmm. I see in organizations. And it's problematic both from the manager's perspective as well as employee perspective. Mm -hmm. you know, when you engage in people-pleasing as a manager, it becomes very, very problematic because people then don't get feedback that they mm -hmm. need. People don't get the insight that they need. Um, and then employees, when employees engage in people-pleasing, it becomes very, very problematic, and it and it brings a lot of challenges to to organizations and and workplaces. But I'm curious, what what is your perspective? What is your experience with with people pleasing, Marilyn? Well, that's two different things, right? There's my perspective and my and my experience, and perhaps that's that's interesting to split out um, because. There is noticing on the one hand, noticing other people and and their interactions in the workplace and their choices of how to interact with people, whether it's friends or or people I've worked with and thinking, ooh, that might be more people pleasing than is actually in their best interest. And is good for the situation, then is good for them. This might be this might be more than than is helpful. And then there's my own people pleasing and noticing that. <laughs> That's a different thing, right? What you what you see a friend doing, and thinking, ooh, you know, would you see that? And what would you say to yourself if you were in that situation yourself? Or when when you're doing a bit too much of people pleasing. Either way, it can be hard to notice or hard to to think, you know, what should I do about this or why should I do something about this? Because isn't this the only way or is this, isn't this the best way of dealing with it? Because otherwise, ooh, terrible things might happen. Um, so let's, let's dive into that today and, uh, and 
also look at what is this and when does it become people pleasing rather than something else rather than something healthy where does it come from Um, yeah how did it show up and what do you do about it I think that's a really important thing to understand is what is the difference between just doing a good job versus Mm -hmm. people pleasing yeah making sure that you know there's harmony and and you don't get into fights with people all the time (laughs) versus people pleasing yeah how do you see that I see it as if you if you look at it as energy Mm -hmm. right energy spent oftentimes people pleasing is the thing that shows up when we try to convince ourselves like oh I don't really agree with that but mm, I think it's going to be just so much harder to try and explain it Mm -hmm. than than to just go along with it so I'll say yes even though I really don't want to but I I don't really know how to explain it. And then you end up spending way more time kind of suppressing this, this resistance, suppressing this, mm, yeah, mm, I don't really like this. I'm not really comfortable with this. I don't really agree with this. Then it would have ever have taken to have just said, you know, I have some questions. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not sure this is the right thing. Even though that's uncomfortable, there's that initial discomfort in 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 not just automatically agreeing Mm -hmm. but I think you land in that place of people pleasing when you're spending all this energy on suppressing the well mm, actually I should have said no actually I don't really agree with that oh oh and then oftentimes there's a lot of judgment that starts to come in about ourselves as well Mm -hmm. like oh but it's my fault it's my fault I should have said something I didn't now I just have to live with it yeah So there's a huge amount of energy in this kind of pushing, pushing something down, tucking it under, you know, sweeping it under the carpet. Yeah. Yeah, And I, what you touched upon there is, you know, the judging yourself for things. I think that's a, that's a sign. And it takes a bit of practice oftentimes to, to start noticing that like this, this little, voice sitting on your shoulder whispering in your ear saying you're not good enough it was your fault you should do better you should be yeah. kinder you should have said something at you the should beginning. just get out of the way yeah why are why are why are you being so difficult yeah 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 and you know in that way it's it's related to the thing people often still call imposter syndrome mm-hmm. <laughs> with the nuance there it's related to to you know what in coaching sessions we often call inner critics. So that that little voice on your shoulder saying you're not good enough. This is not good. You're making a mess. You're stop making a fuss. And it takes a bit of a bit of practice to start noticing. Hey, wait a minute. Is this is this a kernel of truth or is there too much fluff around this? Would I would I see this? The same if I were looking at a friend. Uh, is this something that that is that is true, or is it is it just too much? And you know, sometimes you, like you say, sometimes you you feel the energy of it. You think, well, it it's costing so much energy. What is what is this costing me? 
what are you what are you giving up what are you you know what are you not doing in order just to please other people yeah yeah what, what is that the mean cost of no this and is that worth it yeah how would you suggest somebody can discern especially if if i mean let's be honest people pleasing is a really common poking of poking <laughs> <laughs> coping mechanism not a coping mm-hmm. mechanism coping mechanism because a lot of times it it feels safer right there's this illusion of oh if i just people please if i don't put up resistance if i just grin and smile and bear it and it will it will be okay it will help keep me safe mm-hmm. so when i know it was a coping mechanism that i had for a really long time mm-hmm. but w- what would you suggest for somebody who, you know, that it feels like this is something that keeps them safe? And so the the like looking at the cost of it, it may not be immediately obvious. Yeah. What's a way for them to discern that, to, to actually figure out what the real cost of this grin and bear it and just say yes because somebody has asked you and oh surely they must know more than you, or surely there is no good way to say no to this. There is no good way to challenge this because it feels unsafe to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's several ways. Um, One way is to look at the situation and notice, is this something that I'm making a conscious choice in? Like I can go either this way or that way. And today, I choose that way. Or is it a feeling of, oh, there's no other way to do it than this, because otherwise all hell will break loose and the world will completely collapse. Then it doesn't feel like a choice. Then it feels like the only way. And and that can be a reason to go further into people-pleasing than is actually based on on truth and on on real situations but rather based on on your fears that may be bigger than the reality noticing that is the first step and another way of doing it is is thinking well what what would happen if if i didn't what's the worst that could happen then either you think well okay imagine a friend uh talking to you about this um and either it can be super big and you get into more of a panic or you think oh actually no it's it's not really that bad yeah if you do get into a panic about it then kindness is a big thing kindness for yourself and reconnecting to another part of you that feels more grounded that is is the the wiser part of you the more solid the more steady part of you and and focusing on that to get out of that ooh this is too big wait a minute calm down take a few deep breaths and notice that side of yourself yeah yeah that's another good antidote and what are what are ways that you help people with in your in your coaching I think there is definitely, you know, that that grounding yourself mm-hmm. in the the self compassion and understanding. Because as you as you already said, oftentimes it is sort of driven by that by that 
that voice of the inner critic of, oh, but you don't know, or, oh, you're not good enough, or, oh, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's about disengaging from that and, and turning towards that more grounded, more wise part of yourself. And then I think there's also something really important about particularly in workspaces, but it can mm-hmm. also be in other contexts, but mm-hmm. really zooming out and looking at that much bigger picture mm-hmm. and looking at not just what is the cost of this going to be to myself, because I think that that initial step, you know, the cost, it feels very high because especially if we haven't practiced holding boundaries, if we mm-hmm. haven't practiced, you know, different ways to say no without just being very black and white and going, no, I won't do it. And you can't make me. Um, That feels very scary. It's incredibly uncomfortable. But often if we zoom out and we look at that much, much bigger picture and you look at, okay, but you know, if I don't say no to this, or if I don't resist this, if I don't seek other answers, seek other paths, what are going to be the knock-on consequences? Mm, the bigger picture consequences. Yeah, mm. that really bigger picture. You know, what what sort of cascade of events is this going to set off? That you know, maybe if we go down this path, maybe if we kick off this project in this way, oh, there are going to be a whole lot of other complications. Not tomorrow, not next week, but in in the much longer term. Yeah. So this is actually going to be. The pain of this is going to be fairly immense. So that takes a bit of honesty as well. Yeah. An honest yeah. look at that. Yeah. So asking asking questions now at the outset before we get too far down this path mm-hmm. um, is can be really, really important and really, really valuable. And in the context of an organization, it's incredibly important because Gosh, you know, I can't tell you how many people I work with who work in organizations where they're like, yeah, pretty much everybody knows that this thing is broken, but it Mm -hmm. just keeps on going, Mm -hmm. right? This project or this way of doing things or this particular thing, and it just keeps on going. And what keeps those broken things moving along is the Mm people-pleasing, is the people not willing to raise their voice and say, you know, this thing that we all agreed to a really long time ago, or just happened, it's a part of the legacy, it's it's become a part of, you know, this organization's DNA. Mm. I think we need to look at it again. What's the cost of it? And you can do it in a in a people friendly way. (laughs) Yes, as long as it's not a people pleasing way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it and so, you know, the people pleasing keeps a lot of very dysfunctional things floating and going because um oftentimes people feel like, well, who am I to raise that? Who am I to say something? Why why would anybody listen to me? Mm-hmm. Well, when everybody's discounting their own voice, yeah, no one's ever gonna hear anything. <laughs> it becomes really problematic very quickly and it and it can lead to particularly in organizations a lot of very dysfunctional sort of group think mm. um, yeah. and then i've seen it in organizations lead leading to 
whole entire, you know, whether it be a department or a function, kind of having a victim mentality of, well, but who are we to say? Yeah, passive in that respect. Yeah. What? So let's let's um, let's flip this around and and look at what if you see this happening in your team as a manager, as a team mm-hmm. leader? Yeah. Yeah, that's a and good one. When you yeah, you know, you see that it stops real conversations from being had. You see that it stops quality, or maybe you don't. Maybe you're just starting to see that. Maybe you're just starting to notice it in a few instances here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so l- let me also just name: it can be really hard as a manager to to spot people pleasing because mm. oftentimes it means your team is just sort of going along with everything that you suggest and it it feels like oh how lovely like this is mm-hmm. really great like my team is really great they really support me and yay 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 <laughs> right? so it feels kind of um it can feel exciting because there's not a lot of resistance mm-hmm. um so I think as a manager it becomes really important to have some self-awareness and and to very very specifically and explicitly call forth that you want people to challenge your ideas you know creating the psychological safety we've talked so much about psychological safety and how important it is to Mm -hmm. to um, organizations getting to do really important innovative things for real effectiveness and this is a space where you get to call out and really create very specifically a lot of psychological safety and say Mm -hmm. you know Yes, I love it when you agree with me, but also I want to invite the space that when you do have questions, when you do feel some resistance, when you do think, hmm, I don't know, I see something different, or I see this might sound good in the short term, but longer term, what might be the the issues down the road? Specifically inviting people to voice that designing it into the setup of how you work together yeah how you want this team to function yeah because that's a part of the toxicity of the people pleasing um Mm -hmm. and 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 it can be especially for new managers Mm -hmm. gosh if you have a team of people pleasers that also erodes the confidence of the manager because then Mm -hmm. suddenly when everybody's just going along with everything and going like oh right I have to say yes, because this person is my boss and I have to do it. Mm-hmm. It erodes the trust in the team and it can yeah. also erode the confidence of, of the manager because then suddenly they don't know if people are saying yes, because really, yes, it's okay. Or because they feel like, and and many, especially new managers are really afraid of this. Mm. Well, then the easy people-pleasing way out is to just leave it and be friendly and <laughs> keep up the smile. Then that's not going to serve you either. Right. So then don't step into that uh, trap of, of people-pleasing the situation yourself and, and placating it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's an interesting thought that we just spoke about before we uh, started this recording is that about people pleasing in performance reviews and I I, I find that interesting from both sides Um, Mm. 
we have a, a performance review, you know, have a conversation, there can be unrealistic goals or there can be goals that you want to debate and discuss as a manager. And is this going well? Are you, you know, can, you can be people pleasing from the manager perspective or, and you can be a people pleaser from, from the team members perspective and say, well, you know, this is, this is what I'm getting from this conversation. Um, and it might be in your best interest to push back a little and say, well, this is not, I, I don't agree with this, or I have a different perspective, or these goals, uh, I, these goals don't fit the situation from where I'm standing. Um, and that can be an interesting uh, conversation to have in a different way and to have more uh, more input on rather than just sit and listen and, you know, read out what you've written down in the in the report right right yeah, yeah. what's yeah. your take on that yeah oh gosh you know please do not bring people pleasing into objective setting and performance reviews and things mm -hmm. like that because from from both sides so from the manager's perspective it's incredibly toxic to the employee if if they're not getting feedback yeah Right? If they're not getting the, the real information that's useful and the nuanced information when it's just sort of and, and that's something that that happens to women frequently um, is, you know, we know from research that women don't get as much quality feedback. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's just sort of, you know, a blanket like thumbs up. Yeah, good job. Mm -hmm. mm, did well or mm, should have done better. But there's very little detail that that's given. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a part of that is because of managers feeling afraid to upset people. Mm. Hugely toxic, very, very, very toxic. And the same goes for employees who, you know, need to push back either against objectives that are unrealistic, just like you mentioned, or mm -hmm. who need to push back against, you know, yeah, so maybe manager from your perspective that project didn't go well but actually let me tell you about the real problems that we faced mm -hmm. let me tell you about the real obstacles that were there so yeah you're right like we didn't get there you know we only got 20 percent of this done and you're right should have done better but i want to have a real life conversation with you about the real obstacles because i think we need to shift our perspective for yeah. the coming period yeah you know, um, you turn it into a real conversation uh and and you bring a clear perspective on that rather than a clouded perspective yeah. yeah and i think that's the real thing of you know people pleasing is this thing that for a very long time at least i know in my life mm -hmm. it felt like it was this thing that would keep me safe mm -hmm. But what I know now in hindsight is it robbed me of the opportunity to have those very real, very authentic conversations, that, mm -hmm. that conversation in my head of, oh, it will just be easier. It will just be better. Mm, who am I to challenge this? Or, oh, it's just going to create so much upset. But it it came at the cost of real authenticity and real participation and real connection as mm -hmm. you were saying before Marianne as well real connection with myself that very grounded piece where i got to listen to my 
to my gut, to my intuition and say, you know, I may not even know exactly what this resistance is about, but I sense some resistance and I'd like to have a conversation about it. Let's take it along as information and explore further. Yeah. 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 How about for you? What what have you noticed in your life about the the cost of people pleasing? What I've noticed is, is that it's mainly the cost to my own uh, boundaries, my own comfort, my own confidence. Uh, and like you said, it's, it's hard to look at this from the perspective of what is it costing me in the immediate moment because usually I don't give priority to that. Sure, it costs me some sleep or some whatever, but who cares about that? You know, let's help that other person or let's please them. Yeah. Or also, who am I? I'm I'm not important enough. Mm. Um, and it really helps to zoom out to that bigger picture. It really helps to notice when it gets too big uh and it really helps to connect with hey but i'm a person i exist i have you know i i I get to take up space uh and also would i would i want this for other people well if i don't want it for other people then why would i want this for myself so switching and looking at it from those different angles um makes it easier to say hey wait a minute i don't want this any longer and then still it's a continuing practice um to uh, uh to to do differently um but i'm getting better at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is it that you would wish for our listeners to start practicing if if they notice that they're in this people pleasing territory mm-hmm. what do you want them to practice to be honest with themselves yeah to be honest about this with themselves and to be clear to themselves about this don't don't cloud things over with all the shoulds and all the ideas and all the fears and all the, you know, you park them for a minute. You can get them back later if they really want to get back in, but park them and 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 be clear, be honest. Like, what's really happening here? And even if you can't change that right now because it's such a habit, it can still be an intention for the future to change your pattern. And, uh, and well, that's how our brains work. The more you do that and the more you work on that, the more brain connections are created, neural connections are created to actually do that more often and, and expand on that. So that's, uh, yeah, that's what I wish for myself and for others. Yeah. What about you? What do you want to send out there? Yeah, my wish is for people to just simply start practicing asking themselves, Am I people pleasing? Am mm. I am I pushing something aside? Right? Am, am I am I resisting something inside myself just to please other people, just to make it easier because I don't know how to be with the discomfort of saying no or holding a boundary? Mm. And to just just start noticing, just practice how often that's occurring. And then start asking yourself, okay, so how can I change this? Yeah, or in which situations it, it occurs, because that might be different. You might be doing it differently in, in certain situations versus other. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone will have their own pattern. Some people will do it 
more at home than at work. Some people will do it more with their boss or a certain personality type than another. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah so just pausing to get get curious about, oh, am I engaging in, in people pleasing? Am I am I stepping over my my gut feel, my intuition that's saying, mm, yeah. No, I I don't I have some questions about this. I I I I'm not sure. Mm. How often are you doing that? And just paying attention to that I think will be really eye-opening because yeah. I think even the most well-adjusted people engage in a lot of people pleasing because it's so easy to do. It's yeah. such an easy Maybe especially the well-adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, there can be, there is that often very, very, you know, quote unquote, high achieving people. Mm. Um, I mean, how often have we seen that in organizations sort of, you know, what are termed the brown nosers are the mm. ones who rise far and fast. Mm. There's a lot of, you know, brown nosing is people pleasing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Start asking yourself the the question. Yeah. Yeah. Achieving, underappreciating. When you're overachieving, what are you underappreciating? Yeah. Oh, I or love undervaluing. that. Yeah. Yeah. When you're overachieving, what are you undervaluing? Yeah. And it, at the cost of what? Yeah. What is the price that's being paid? Mm. Well, thank you so much, Marilyn, for this conversation. I, I really too. appreciate it. <laughs> Good start to the new season. Yes, indeed. And thanks everyone out there for listening. We're so happy to have you along with us for season eight. We have lots of exciting things coming your way. Perhaps you've been listening to our podcast directly online. You, of course, can find the People Impact podcast on your favorite app. Please do make sure that you subscribe so that you're the first to learn about our newest episodes and uh, the things that we'll be bringing your way this season. And if you appreciated this episode, please share it. If you know of a people pleaser in your life, share it and, <laughs> and invite them to, to start, thinking. <laughs> start thinking about some of these things. And we'd love to hear your feedback and topic requests. Let us know what's on your mind in the workplace. Until next time. Bye. Bye.